Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Frank Casulo. Frank is the first ever chief digital officer of Chevron, a 143-year-old energy company with revenues north of $150 billion annually. He had an unusual pathway to his current post, having had 11 roles across more than 22 years with the company. For example, immediately prior to his being appointed to the CDO role, Frank was the president of Chevron Canada, and prior to that, the president of Chevron Pipeline. In addition to better understanding the nature and substance of digital innovation in Chevron, I look forward to hearing more about Frank's path to taking on this role, as well as his thoughts about the future of the company. Frank, welcome to Technovation. It's great to see you today. Peter, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Looking forward to our dialogue today. I've been looking forward to it as well. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Cisco, and the company's senior vice president and general manager of global customer experience, Damaya Subaya. As customer expectations evolve, Damaya wanted to take a moment to share how companies can stay ahead of these shifting expectations and make informed decisions on the future of work. Damaya, over to you. Hello, everyone. This is Tamaya Subaya, SVP and GM of Global Customer Experience for Cisco. Businesses have had to make a dramatic shift to align to the rise in customer expectations, especially in this new hybrid work landscape. Work is a product of people, technology, and places, and our perception of the future of work is constantly being reshaped. Cisco CX helps you make those informed decisions as customer experience continues to evolve. And hybrid work helps you support that evolution. It's here and it's here to stay. Just search for Cisco CX to learn more. And now on to our broadcast. Well, Frank, let's begin with your role. You are the uh, chief digital officer of Chevron. You have been in that role for about two years now. And chief digital officer is a newer role among the chiefs in the grand scheme of things defined very differently across different organizations. I'd love to hear your definition of it and how it applies at Chevron, if you wouldn't mind sharing. Yeah, certainly. I, I am the first chief digital officer within Chevron. Um, we transformed or really reimagined how we deliver digital throughout our company. And this role was very important to that. Um, the chief digital officer role is really a partnership uh, between the business and IT uh, to really rethink how we deliver, how we think about digital and how we lead in this space. So the remit um, is pretty simple. I have all the delivery platforms for the enterprise. Think about all our functional delivery platforms, HR, corporate affairs, and then platforms that help run our business, so subsurface, surface, our drilling and completions, our wells organizations. Also technology is a big part of the role, how we advance technology in our company. And then also a big undertaking, as many companies are today in the ERP space, modernizing, moving to the cloud. Uh, we are partnering with SAP, so that's a, a long-term journey that I'm also responsible for in this new organization. Oh, that's a great overview, Frank. Thank you for that. And as you noted, it's a new role. You are the first to occupy it. Talk a bit, if you would, about building a new team, presumably as well. I, was it a combination of drawing in people who were already in roles in addition to, to bringing in people from the outside? Yeah, uh, Peter. So we went through a, a transformation where we really looked at our organization and our long-term delivery aspirations. And we were highly decentralized. We had 40 business units that had pretty robust IT departments that were delivering at the business unit level. And we used benchmarking heavily. And we looked at the model and we said, from a cost perspective, um, it looked very good if you were 140th the size of Chevron. But if you looked at our enterprise, we were not competitive. And it really wasn't positioning ourselves to really scale digital across the enterprise. So what we undertook was to consolidate really those 40 business units into an enterprise delivery model where really mapped all our positions in our IT professions back into more of a centralized organization and leaving a lighter footprint on the business units. 
So now we have the ability to kind of work across the enterprise. But that's a huge change. We moved a lot of people in an organization as part of this new model. So we did have to rebuild our teams and rebuild our delivery model as part of this transformation. That makes sense, certainly, Frank. Very, very interesting and uh, quite an undertaking, I can only imagine. Uh, and it makes sense that the, the company would choose somebody with a breadth of experience and an understanding of how this complex organization works. Uh, I should mention for broader context, you've been with the company for over 22 years now. But by my count, if I've got it correct, you've had 11 roles across uh, that time. So you really have uh, spread your wings across a variety of different functions. You also held uh, president titles across two different areas, including uh, president of Chevron Canada prior to taking on this role. Uh, talk a bit, if you wouldn't mind, about the uh, the benefits of that breadth of experience across this organization in uh, your new role, given the remit you just described. Yeah, thanks, Peter. Um, I, I certainly have a non-traditional background. I went for a chief... <laughs> um, digital officer role, and probably within our company in general. Um, I do have the benefit of, of over now 30 years in the energy industry. I started as a co-op student for Duke Power Company uh, and really been fortunate to be in this industry for many, many years. Um, and yeah, I joined uh, Chevron 22 years ago after graduate school. And I started in finance, um, an opportunity really, I think, to help understand the corporation from the enterprise perspective, spent four or five years in finance, and then pursued commercial opportunities in our midstream. Um, thinking about importing LNG into the U.S., helping develop pipeline networks. And so I had a great opportunity uh, kind of mid-career in the commercial space. Um, then I had an opportunity to move into our upstream operations, which is kind of the, where we explore, we develop, and we produce uh, oil and gas across the enterprise. And I had about 12 years in operations in upstream locations in Thailand, Kazakhstan, and Canada, Louisiana. So I have a breadth of experience in that space. Um, and then, yeah, as you mentioned, I, I've had the opportunity, I have some privileged opportunities to lead our pipeline company. So I was president of Chevron Pipeline Company, uh, then president of Chevron Canada uh, before being selected for this role. So I think the breadth of experience in our company has benefited me in this current role, where it's an enterprise role to help integrate the business and IT to deliver digital solutions across the, our, our enterprise. Um, so, yeah, I've had a lot of privileged experiences and, and really uh, this role really ties them all together. Yeah, fascinating. Um, and, well, I'd also love to understand a little bit more. You, you alluded in your description of the role, um, your purview, uh, but talk a little bit about in an organization like Chevron for to the um, uninitiated, the, the 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 place people would would go to would be a very tactile experience. For example, filling up the tank in their car. Um, talk a bit about if you wouldn't mind just a highlight of some of the ways in which digital brings all that we would know about uh, Chevron to life and some of the strategic imperatives you and the, 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 your organization are, are pushing forward at, at the present. That's great. When we think about digital from an enterprise perspective, um, if we narrow it down, we have three key focus areas. One is enhancing the asset value that we have, meaning improving our assets. That means from an efficiency perspective, it means from a lower carbon perspective. And so we're driven to help develop scalable solutions that allow us to do that. Um, the second piece is our, our value chain. It's we move products across the markets. And so we're a margin company. So improving each and every aspect of our value chain is really critically important. Um, so we're building and looking at capabilities to be able to do that. And you mentioned the customer, very important, enhancing our customer experience right through to the pump, making sure that we provide the highest quality experience possible. And also internal to the company for digital is also our employee experience, how our employees connect with digital. You know, we talk about the environment we're working in today and how the hybrid environment works. 
how digital immersive environments are going to shape the future of our company. And so the employee experience is also one of our key themes that we have. I like that connection point you're drawing between customer experience and employee experience, Frank. And I'd love to talk a little bit further about that. Naturally, there are some overlap, no doubt, in the kinds of things that would bring to life uh, a great experience for each of those constituent groups, while naturally there are going to be differences uh, um, in, in terms of what employees need based upon what they do, very different from customers. Talk, talk a little bit about how you think about that experience writ large, if you would, and how you interact both with employees and with customers uh, in order to 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 help define what in fact uh you know best in class or world class kind of experience might entail well i think it starts with building the capabilities to drive um our highest level enterprise aspirations and peter those are those are delivering higher returns lower carbon safely um so when you come to work for chevron we're providing you with with the capabilities to be able to enable you to succeed in, in those roles those are very very important to us um we think about um all the way back to building out common data architecture and then building solutions which allow people to be innovative. Uh, our citizen developer programs are a big part of how we think about innovation within the company and building an ecosystem where they can help enable themselves to be empowered um, through data and digital. I think that's a key element of an employee experience. And then we have some of the, the more technology pieces of providing the, the right technologies to be able to collaborate. Um, today, it's more of a Teams-based environment, and we expect that we'll move into more of a VR metaverse type world, and we're thinking about how to build out those worlds that we can collaborate in new and innovative ways. Um, we think about uh, building virtual replicas of our assets, commonly called digital twins. So allowing our employees to experience assets in a very different way uh, than we have in the past. And that creates a real rich and digitally immersive experience. Um, so there's a lot of threads that, that we have that I think help integrate into how we work as a company. And then externally is providing that experience all the way through to our, our loyalty rewards programs, uh, your experience at a, a gas station, retail station, or your experience buying and selling products with us that would have a, uh, the ability to transact in a way that makes sense and it's easy and efficient. Um, so those are the types of things that, that we focus on to help you know, improve our employee and customer experience, really all driven to think about a company that, that can deliver on our aspirations, higher returns, lower carbon, and to do it safely. Uh, you've, met, you've mentioned lower carbon a few times here, Frank, uh, understandably. And I wonder if you could maybe uh, double click on that a little bit further, if you don't mind, and, and uh, talk a bit more about what that means for the company, generally speaking, but also digital's uh, role in bringing that to life. Yeah, thanks, Peter. Um, certainly today's world, we're, we're both in the, in the world of providing safe, reliable, ever cleaner energy to our customers in the markets around the world to provide those energy needs. But the energy system's always been in transition. And so we're looking about how do we transition our system to a lower carbon world, to a future where there's renewable energies. And so we've looked at that closely as Chevron. We think about what are our competitive advantages as we think about the energy transition space. And for us, that, that looks like carbon capture and underground storage. We know reservoirs. The data and analytics associated with, with capturing carbon, um, we understand that business very, very well. So we're applying our capabilities to be able to advance that ecosystem. We know that in a zero carbon world, capturing carbon and storing it is a very part, important part of that equation. The second are value chains that really resonate with us where we have competitive advantages. We think about hydrogen. It's an emerging value chain, one that we understand very well from a technology perspective and a value delivery perspective. So we're thinking about how do we play a larger part in the hydrogen economy going forward. Um, renewable fuels, there's all kinds of innovation 
that's driven from analytics and data to be able to help improve how we deliver fuels in a way that, that for example, uh, aviation fuel, sustainable aviation fuel. We have opportunities to be able to produce sustainable aviation fuel, help decarbonize one of the toughest sectors to decarbonize. Um, we think about um, carbon offsets and markets and things that we need to be a party to, and those are all technology driven. So we're really looking at where do we have competitive advantages and how can we help accelerate uh, that energy transition? And that's our Chevron New Energies. And we're planning to invest and build out business capabilities in each one of those areas. So it's exciting for us to both think about how do we continuously improve delivering the products today, but also transitioning uh, to a lower carbon uh, future um, that we're going to play a large part in. That's great. I appreciate that overview and very exciting uh, that some of the innovations to come that that perhaps we'll we'll be seeing soon. I, I know from our past conversations, Frank, you've also talked about the ecosystem that you've developed, uh, partnerships with startups, for example, and and uh, participating in in studies that are b beyond just Chevron in order to uh, develop innovations. I wonder if you could talk a bit about the way in which you've thought about the development of some of those ecosystems, and if there are some ideas you can share to bring some of that to life. I'd be, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Peter. Our strategic partnerships are very important to us. Um, we think about kind of bringing together the, the very best and brightest minds to solve some of the toughest challenges in the world. Um, and right now, today, I'll, I'll use an example. Um, we're partnering with Schlumberger and Microsoft to really think about how we characterize reservoirs, how we develop fields, how we develop our drill planning schedules, and using the capabilities of the three companies to help improve ability to deliver these types of solutions at scale. And it's that partnership that, that really is the ability to kind of accelerate, innovate, and differentiate Chevron in this space. Um, so we're very keen to strategically partner uh, where it makes sense to help bring together the best of the capabilities. Um, I also think, you know, in this space of technology, we have an active ecosystem. We're, all, we're always out scouting new technologies. We have a, a company called Chevron Technology Ventures that invest in startup companies to help us think about how do we bring in the latest technologies? How do we see what's emerging in this space? How might it impact our company? And then we have a unique ability sometimes to partner with startup companies to scale. I mean, they're looking for ability to bring in and test new technology and then scale it. And we've been successful at kind of partnering and doing that. So we're actively investing in new technologies, and we're actively investing in strategic partnerships that help us uh, advance our company. And I, I think when you think about, we just had a discussion on energy transition, that the technology companies play a huge role in it. I mean, I think the rate of transition in terms of the energy transition space is going to be technology trip. Um, so that partnership between uh, technology providers and, and energy companies such as Chevron are very, very important to how we advance uh, the energy equation. Yeah, it's a great overview. Thank, thank you for that, uh, Frank. I also wanted to ask you, uh, you've been leading digital, uh, in fact, your entire tenure has been through the pandemic. And I'm curious, what, what lessons have, uh, have you drawn from this time? And I'd be interested in the role that digital has played in fostering resilience uh, in the organization and beyond um, through this time as well. With, yes, the pandemic, I mean, I think really led us to reimagine how we work as a company. Um, for our company, it was not only a pandemic, but we had a, a significant shift in the market. So we had to also rethink our business model at the same time. You have to think about our products and the, and the value chains that we, we supply, basically in a lot of markets, just stopping. I mean, we had a whole value chain that really got disrupted. 
and was for quite a significant period of time. So we had to both rethink our business and how we worked at the same time. Um, but the pandemic revealed some really interesting dynamics, uh, Peter. First of all, I, I took a decision in our business unit in Canada to go remote. And we went remote in 48 hours from the time we took the decision to an entirely remote workforce. And we didn't miss much in terms of the ability to, to drive and deliver on our business. Um, the ability to connect via Teams, uh, it accelerated those learnings and the ability to collaborate at scale was, was just phenomenal. Um, so we now use and leverage kind of tools around collaboration and communication in a way that's far different before the pandemic. And so I think that's quite exciting. Um, we also have an opportunity now, we, we, we've adopted a hybrid schedule, uh, which means that we still think collaboration and person collaboration is an important aspect of our culture. Being connected in environments together is important, but we also value the ability to work remotely. And so we have a nice blend in our system. We also, if you think about our model, we, we're bringing people in from around the world to work on enterprise digital delivery platforms. They may have been in Australia or in Louisiana or in Kazakhstan or Canada, and they're able to now work in an integrated way. So we're able to bring the best and brightest minds together in a more seamless way uh, to be able to deliver, I think, a more efficient and a more effective platform. So I think the pandemic's changed us uh, in ways that have benefited us that we had no way to anticipate pre-pandemic. And also from a business perspective, we are much more nimble in terms of how we approach our business. And this pandemic really shared with us that we have to be more dynamic as a company. Markets today are changing quicker than they've ever changed. I mean, I'd say our cycles before were quite slow and that amplitude, it's really collapsed. And now we're seeing the ups and downs in the market and a rate that changed that's, that's far different than it was before. So we have to adapt as a company. And I think we also took away a lot of attributes uh, and learnings through the pandemic that were important to that dynamic as well. Yeah, that's interesting uh, and great to hear about the way in which the organization has continued to innovate through through those times uh, to, to benefit from some of these structural changes, some silver linings, it sounds like, uh, through these dynamic times, to say the least. I, I want to ask you also about kind of your, your thought to the future uh, as you think about trends that, that excite you. You've mentioned a number of them, uh, a salient trends uh, to an organization like yours. Uh, but but as you as you think to uh, two or three years out, what else is uh, beginning to make its way on your your roadmap that uh, that has you excited? I really, to me, it's it's about the ability to scale solutions. Um, we're at the cusp now of really being able to undertake some larger efforts to take capabilities and move them across the enterprise and scale at a rate that we weren't didn't have the capability to do before. Also, I think the integrated technology plays are, are becoming more prevalent. There's technology today that can really continuously improve our business and unlock new value streams within our business. And, and we think about some of the more common ones, uh, such as AI and ML, and how pervasive that is now across our business in terms of how we work. Um, we think about emerging technology, maybe it's blockchain or some of the high performance computing type aspects and what they mean to our business. So we're continuously thinking about what that means to our future business model. Um, I think, you know, what it, the heart of it, it helps us with speed to insight, meaning we're able to accelerate the ability to gain insights and help drive and improve our business at a rate that we, we had wasn't possible before. Um, what excites me also is we think about the rate of change today. It's probably as slow as it will ever be. Or if we look back and we think about the next 10 years, we're probably going to have, we're going to advance our ecosystem the next 10 years, probably equivalent to the last 50 in terms of technology advancement. So that rate of change excites me and being a part of that uh, shift that we're undertaking is, is really, really important. 
and helping us invest in a way that, that, that our entire enterprise can benefit. Um, we have a lot of choices in our business, so we have to really be thoughtful about what investments we make that differentiate us. And we talked about partnering. What are capabilities that we should just be buying and leveraging from the market? So helping build that complete system to really be able to shape the future of the company is really, really important. Um, so I'm excited to be in technology, be in the digital space at this time. I don't think there ever is a more important time to help shape this for our company because I think it's critically important uh, going forward in terms of maintaining our competitive advantages and, and the viability, durability of our company depend on it. Well, that's very exciting. I appreciate, again, appreciate that overview, Frank. I wanted to ask you here at the close, um, you've had such a remarkable career. And as I mentioned, and as you, you certainly provided much, uh, much great uh, detail to it, uh, a lot of fascinating aspects to the roles that you've held and, and diverse array of departments you've served in and departments that you've led. And, and I wonder if you can reflect a little bit on the secrets to your own success. Um, as perhaps, you know, if we, if we tune towards advice you might offer to somebody younger than yourself who might wish to have a, you know, a career track that looks a little bit like yours. What have been some of the difference makers along the way that have helped you on your pathway uh, up to the role you currently have among, among multiple uh, really fascinating executive positions that you've held within the company? Well, I think a few things, and that's why I think Chevron's been such a good match for me. Um, one is it's allowed me to pursue my interests and passions. So I think there's an important ingredient to to be to pursue roles that that really are in line with your passions, your convictions in terms of what, how you think you can add the most value to the company. It doesn't mean each and every role is like a perfect match in that regards. The second piece, though, is that that take each and every role as if it's your last job, and you, you plow everything into it. And you think about how you can add value, how you can uh, drive and improve the system that you're working on. Um, those are really, really important. The third thing is, is uh, from a leadership perspective, um, I've been working in areas of the business that I don't have a lot of experience. So being able to work through others, with others, and be a connector, um, the people leadership skills become ultimately very, very important in terms of how we drive and deliver results. Um, so it's about people, it's about passion, and it's about a focus on delivery and value. Um, and if you kind of take each one of those into your roles and do the very best opportunity, do the very best to your capability, new opportunities open up. And, and that's where I really like the construct with Chevron. We have those very open discussions about what do you aspire to do and how what what does it match with your capabilities? We, we find career paths for people to do that. Um, so that's what excites me uh, is, is I really just go all in, in my current job and look for ways to add value and help. Uh, lead an organization. And I think understanding strategic context becomes very important as, as you get into more senior roles. That's a great overview, Frank. Thank you for, for sharing that. And, and uh, Frank Asulo, thank you for a great uh, conversation, uh, more generally speaking. It's, it's been wonderful to learn a little bit more about your career track, uh, certainly your role uh, as the chief digital officer, the first ever chief digital officer of Chevron, some of the fascinating things that you and your team are bringing to life and innovations that all of us, uh, will, it sounds like, will be seeing in the not too distant future as well. It's been a great conversation. Thank you again. Peter, it's been a pleasure to join you. Thank you.